Welcome to episode 16 of the Western Bulldogs podcast, Freedom in a Cage with AD Brown. 16. Hello, AD. Hello, Bob. How are you? I'm good, mate. 16. 16. Named after Toby McLean's jumper. Yeah, that's right. It's a Toby tribute. Other great 16s in your time? Matthew Croft. Crofty. Ryan Griffin. Ryan Griffin. Was yeah. Barry Stanfield 16? Oh, that's a bit before my time. Do you know where Barry Stanfield was from? Fish Creek. Cool. <laughs> How did you know that? You have to get up pretty early in the morning to put one over our wow. Murphy. How did you know Barry? I've been asking everyone. Um, you know the other footballer from Fish Creek? There's two footballers from Fish Creek. Wayne Wiedemann. Wow. <laughs> you walked into that. Bang, bang. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's the sort of thing once you hear that in Fish Creek, but that's sort of in my. I didn't know Wayne Wiedemann, but but yeah. Barry Stanfield forever a day when Sandy would call Barry Stanfield, the man from Fish Creek, <laughs> every on cue every time during the footy. Yeah, well, so Fish Creek's not too far from Warrigal, so yeah. I was kind of aware ah. of that. And uh, but Barry Stanfield, after he played um, AFL footy, he went back, and I think he was playing for Langata. I think. Mm. And they played, Warrigal would play against Langatha. And one of our mates, who was a year above me, mm. Ben Kilday, was playing in the seniors for Warrigal. He was young. He was like 15 or 16. He was playing in there. And he got into a wrestle with Barry Stanfield. And all of us school kids, like, on the fence, just going bananas. <laughs> really? Like, yelling and screaming but laughing. and <laughs> you know Because Barry was an AFL player. Yeah. And our mate, Ben Kilday... Was having a wrestle with him with the man from Fish Creek. <laughs> it was like an Oz Kick clinic that all of a sudden you wrestled the <laughs> AFL player. It but was that, unthinkable yeah. at the time. Wow. Yeah, Fish Creek. Good. Have you been to Fish Creek? It's the last stop on the way to the prom. Yeah, it's such a great little yeah. town. Yep. Beautiful old Art Deco pub that's been like yes. refurbished. And stayed, stayed there. And the, the, an extraordinarily strong football club. Like they're always really? yep in that league in that sort of. Are they the only two footballers that you might know then? From Fish Creek? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they'd think, be in the Fish Creek team of the century. Oh, yeah. Oh, they'd be half a chance, I think. <laughs> <laughs> the Fish Creek team of the century. That was good. That was almost an Enlighten Me segment, that one. Well done. You, you've resuscitated it's a that. a bit of a backhand <laughs> on the way out, too, isn't it? Yeah, well done, but not no, enough. Not on my watch. Yeah, not no. on what, what caught your eye this, this weekend in the, in the footy? Oh. <laughs> Come on. It's hard. Vent. I think it catches it. Vent, Vent to the, me, my the son. Rules. The, the rules. game. The game. I feel is even different from what we were watching round one. Yeah. Like what a week ago we had the greatest round of football. It's good and and it's still fine. But I, I don't understand what I'm watching sometimes. Like I just don't get the need for it. The protected area and yeah. I get the need for the protected area, but I don't get the need for the umpire to ping up, to ping a free kick that doesn't actually impact the game. Yeah. I, I, but yet now, now it really does, and they're critical frees and they're critical fifty meters they pay. Like, yeah. and what frustrates me is they're not critical in the sense of oh that was the match winning goal, but every goal changes the dynamic and the flow and the motion of the game and. Changes the frequency of the game. Yeah, it does. It just means so much every time. And they ping a free kick for a player trying to get out of the area. And it, <laughs> it's just it's, what about the? Do, do you feel? I feel the little like just a little hum of panic when you see a play and then he really, he's, uh, he tries to make himself <laughs> invisible. What? He's like ah, oh, and the hand like the hands sort of go up a little bit. It's yeah. like ah. Oh. 
yeah. Like, yeah, nah, you're out of there. It's always that, you know, people come from, say, in other countries or international, you know, visitors to Australia and try and explain Aussie rules to them. And it was hard enough. Can't tackle high. That's holding the ball. And then you have to deal with pride. Yeah. There you go. And then they must go, what's that a free for? I don't know. No, I don't know. We just... Don't know. That's what we're paying. <laughs> like, it's crazy. <laughs> like, so it is. I, I don't mind your theory. Do you so think... What's your... When you're playing, you know, 12 months ago, that happens, do you go, oh, protected area? Or you just go, I just got to get out of that space because that's just what you do? Um, Both. Yeah. Both. But you knew they were sort of tied on yes, certain Why? It shouldn't be a rule. It should be... Like under respect clause one hundred and one, have a respect well, I think book the, of how to play the, the game. spirit of the game. <clears throat> well, the spirit of the rule, yeah, the spirit of the rule came from. So there was the man on the mark, yep, and then there was Everyone there was a yeah, but there was a secondary guy coming around yep. because they wanted to stop players running sideways. So they brought it in to say, no, no, you can't do that. But what we're seeing now, that's actually not happening. Mm. Th- those guys aren't then plonking themselves. They're either trying... Most of the time, these free kicks get paid, and the guy with the ball is not even aware of... No. Nah. They, weren't, they weren't impeded. And like, people trying to get out the way. Like, we, but we come back to the same thing all the time with this. Like, oh, just common sense. But the common sense should be... But the common sense should... Now we've got to change it. Now we've got to change... On the weekend, in the Essendon game, McKernan got called... To, to play on, to move on when he was having a shot because they thought he could be wasting time and he's 30. Now, it's you see that... <laughs> and that's all because Jake Stringer the week before was wasting time. Yeah, so it's so the, we've brought the 30 seconds in. So it's now we've got to make a new rule because people are exploiting the 30 seconds. Just do away, don't give us the rule in the first place. So it's the bomber who cried wasting time, though, because one week they were... See, this is oh, yeah, totally. Maybe but, not, but we maybe just not do it, it the first time. Just go but back yeah. to how Mike Fitzpatrick he got called once for wasting time, and there's been one in the history of the game. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, that, my thing with the protected area is it happens. It should be a free kick that's paid ten times for the season. Yes. Not ten twice times a quarter. for a Sunday. Yeah. Not <laughs> not ten on a Sunday. No. Yeah. The other one is the um. Then the, the one that really like because I'm you know I'm trying I'm trying to. Just trying to let it all. I don't want to get too wound up and angry because I can see what it's doing to oh. you. But then I watched the Adelaide Richmond game Friday night, and yeah. Dusty Martin, he does the actual like he really does the thing. He's on standing on the side of the mark, mm. stopping the player from running, playing on, and they don't pay it. I was like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so I threw something. It was a code too. Really? It's like just sort of threw, you know, threw the pen up in the air, Danny G style. Was this in the commentary box? No, 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 I was just at home. I was just like, yeah, that's wow. it. What are they doing? It's like, Don't get, yeah. So, you know, that, that, is the, that is the time to pay it. Not the other ones where the guys are running through and the guy with the ball's like, what, what, what happened? The other one is oh. the taking the legs out rule. Mm. Overreaction to a bad incident that happened with Gary Rowan. Yeah. And that happened like once every sort of 10 years. Don't need a rule for it, though. Yeah. Like when that happens, how Lindsay Thomas took him out with his legs and that happened. But now it's adjudicated to the point of going, I don't get it. Yeah. Like Lukey Delhouse the other day. It just yeah. something makes sense watching it. It's like we keep adding rules to then only go, oh, it doesn't quite work. Let's let's add a new rule. And, th- and now they're going to add these new rules. Like what do you make of zoning if this comes in? Um, I, w- I want to have a look at it. Yeah. I just want to have a look at it. We're the only sport that just keeps changing. Well, basketball well, doesn't keep adding. Oh, just add a player. Let's add fouls. More fouls. 
Soccer doesn't have rules. Offside's been there since day dot. What's the last rule they invented in soccer outside of the... the is that bit, true? Yeah. It, is that... Or is that just our... From afar, do we That's say that? That's just from afar. Because I, I always think, like, baseball... Like, I love baseball. Part of the romance yeah. of baseball is that it, it looks the same now as it did yeah. 100 years ago. But I said this to someone who was a baseball person. I said, that's not true. <gasps> that there had been... Now, I can't remember those rules off the top of my head. I should have written them down. Really? What what, what, what rules Well, it was had? just more that they, were, that they, they do have okay. made subtle changes. Intricacies. Over. But okay. I, I'm, I'm, in, I'm intrigued about how... Because this is the thing. Mm. These The word zones does scare people. And, mm. that, and that does scare you. I can see the fear in mm. your eyes. No, I just... No, I don't fear way, if it makes the game I, better, I think, I'm up. But I, but I, think I just, I just fear tampering. But I think what they're trying to do, the people I've spoken to, they actually are trying to recreate the game that you love the most. That, but I still love the game. Yeah, but I th- that to have not it'll work out. Not thirty people around the ball all the time, or it's just a scrum, and have one-on-one contests. I think it's the, the best. Problem. Remember we talked about the six-six-six. If there's six forwards, six midfielders, six defenders, mm. that's when the game looks better. But you know what the problem is. Here's a way to fix it. I only show three games a week on the telly. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Yeah, so, well, uh, here, <laughs> yeah. Easy fix. We're going to show the three best games a week. Yeah. Jeez, good game. And have Sandy Roberts do the, but, the, but that, around the grounds and have happened. you and I eating our lasagna and we're 10 years old In 1989, again. we didn't see St Kilda play North Melbourne at the Muddy Moorabbin because it yeah. wasn't the game of the week. Yeah. So... <laughs> Well, 30 people around the ball that day. No one saw it. <laughs> we went Friday night, good game, and the best two. And not only that, we didn't even see the best full game on Saturday. We just saw 45 minutes of the the, 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 the match-turning yeah. game on Seven's yeah. Big League. All games could do with a 45-minute highlight package. I thought this the other day. You were, so you were talking to Hutto on SEN, and, and you had that great segment, what do you miss about the, yep. the, the old days or whatever. One question he asked, and it lit up. Lit up. Which shows you what people... Yeah, they actually do like yeah. They we, want to talk. Or what we are we're in love with. Nostalgia, nostalgia gets a bad rap. We've been saying this for a long time. Yes, yeah. But the one part I thought is remember and, and you know Saturday night um, or Saturday and, and you'd go to the game and then you were on the replay and it was a big thing if your team got on the replay. <laughs> wow. But then all they used to show is here's the highlights of the first quarter and a couple of goals and they go now we pick up play ten minutes into the second term. North Melbourne leading by 12 points. And they would show, literally, the 25 minutes of the match, of the best part of the match. How hard would that be to do now? You might not get... Like, uh, <laughs> some games you'd go... There's... What, 25 you minutes would you not, show? There's not 25... Well, there's not there's 25 not minutes of sort of critical that that's oh, when the yeah, game yeah, broke yeah. open or yeah. that that was the turning point of the game. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. the game ebbs and flows so much now. And I remember when I was a kid, it was like, if you're up by 30 points, game over. Go home. You know, you know what that I think? That was huge. Now you can beat, come back by 30 points in time on. So you and I curse with this thing of, like, we loved it when we were 10, so let's just make it like when we were 10, just the whole lot, even mm. like the, the what mum cooked for us for dinner. It was like so. Goonies. Goonies, <laughs> Yeah. Movie ever. Go back and watch yeah, it. Yeah. Just, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think the best we could hope for, though, you mm. know when they used to do the retro round? Yeah. Actually do it. Like, And we form a committee and we get a few of our kind of people and we yeah. actually do it. So, And that's the broadcasting, that's the rules of the game. So there's one one game a year. You can't and it's at the, the rules. And it's, Yeah, you can. So it's, oh. it goes back to 1993. 
and we go back to the suburban grounds and the siren becomes instead of all that sort of stuff we we really go like deep into it I think, wow. we could, I think we could create a what really What if they got two clubs then? Okay, so maybe you couldn't do a whole round, but what if they just said, okay, well, these two clubs are just going to have They've retro. Agreed to, yeah. They've agreed to go back to a suburban oval retro round and bring back all of those things. I wonder what that would do, you know. Well, I wouldn't let it happen because of the money, but... Oh, so you've just poo-pooed that. Well, you know, it would be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. It would be great. Are you talking baseball before? Yeah. I read a fascinating story about... They talk about salary cap here and... Now we had um, Sam Power in the other week, the list manager, talking about how, you know, looking, projecting to the future and looking ahead. There's a great story I read, though, in the baseball about a guy called Bobby Bonilla. You ever heard the name Bobby Bonilla? Good name. Yeah. Played for the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Mets signed him. And he was a bit of a bust and a dud. Yeah. Well, he was great, but he didn't work out. You know, and they signed signed him to an exorbitant... You know, contract back in the day. How what what era are we talking? Oh, early nineties. Oh, okay, yeah, right, okay, yeah, that kind of era. I did have a baseball card of him once. Pittsburgh Pirates. I was a Mets fan. Oh yeah, yeah. How's about those Mets? Like Kevin Arnold. Oh yes, exactly. (laughs) Had a wonder years. That was a good episode. That That was the math the math cheating episode, (laughs) wasn't it? The guy had all the um he had the the answers to the quiz, and that was the keyword. Him and Paul Pfeiffer. How about those Mets? How's about those Mets? So anyway, Bobby Bonilla, they want to... He's not performing. He's on a $5 million contract. And they say, we're going to get rid of you. The best way to, for, for us to move forward as a team, we're going to buy you out of your contract. I'm going to buy you out of $5 mil. But the club, the Mets go, we don't want to pay that money now because we want to invest that money in current plays in the season. Yeah. Yeah. So... The manager of Bobby Bonilla says, well, okay, how about this? We will let you defer payment of the buyout of the contract and we'll defer payment until 2015 or something along those lines. So 10 years down the track, but we want 8% interest on the contract. And the Mets go, yeah, fine. And I've totally got all of my sums wrong. Yeah, yeah, but that's okay. We get the idea. So at the end of the day, Bobby Bonilla is getting paid, say, from from 2015... Till and it works out till about like twenty thirty five one point one million on June the first for thirty years. <laughs> the Mets end up having to pay twenty nine million dollars back to him instead of the initial five instead because of the, the, the managers worked out this deal. So they call it Bobby Bonilla Day. All Mets fans. <laughs> <laughs> like June one or whatever. Every day it's Bobby Bonilla Day. The day we give Bobby Bonilla one point one million oh, dear, oh, dear. annually. That's unbelievable. That's not bad, is it? Just back That's to a good man. Just back to the Wonder Years. Yeah. Did you ever hear the rumor about Paul Pfeiffer? This is my favourite rumor of all time. Oh yeah. That Paul Pfeiffer. Marilyn Manson. Yes. Is it true? No. I don't think so. Oh. It was the. It was one of the best rumors. I don't think so. Imagine how good that would have been if Paul Pfeiffer ended up being Marilyn Manson. Yeah. The other good rumor I heard. Have I told you the Prince one? You know Prince the singer who yeah. um, he had the, the his people they referred to the vault where he had this vault of so he would just spend his time just mucking around on the guitar and just recording music and, and there was apparently like thirteen thousand hours of music mm. and then they've since he's passing they've gone in there and there's something like eleven thousand hours of Billy Joel covers really <laughs> really. <laughs> Prince, <laughs> Billy Joel covers, not confirmed, but just a bit of a never to see the light of day. You wouldn't have picked that, would you? 
princess knocking out a bit of uptown girl. Wow. Anyway, 15 versions of it. There you go. Anyway, we've hit, we've hit the hard-hitting stuff today. One <laughs> <laughs> man's Billy Joel covers. Uh, we've got a big guest uh, who's just joined us, and we're going to get straight to him. So we'll be back in just a short moment. We shall. Bit of a um, bit of a somber tone today. It is because we've our, our guest is um, well known to to everyone out there. Premiership hero Clay Smith and Clay, as everyone would have already heard by now, retired from the game yesterday. Yesterday. Um, but welcome, mate. Thanks for thanks so much for coming to have a thanks chat. For me. At the Footscray Caravan Park. You would have spent some time in caravan parks. I've spent a lot of time in caravan parks. Bansdale Caravan Park. Uh, we lived in a caravan park in Bansdale for a couple of months when we were moving house. Actually, there we go. The Big Four. The Big Four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was uh, one of Paddy's sponsors, so they put us up in a caravan park. So I rode my bike to school from there a few times. Do love caravan parks. They're the best. They're Get the your pool soon. Hey, how you feeling, mate? How it's been a obviously a, a big big few days for you a lot to sort of yeah emotionally um, digest hey, where are you at an interview as well last night and i said at one stage a little bit relieved um probably because of how much pain i've sort of been in um and i've probably seen it coming for probably the last couple of weeks um to be completely honest and um i had some testing last week and when i got the results of those it sort of put the writing on the wall and um it just showed that it, the right leg was probably nowhere near it and they weren't going to let me play at all so so what what was the, what is it right, uh, wear, and, wear, and, yeah, tear wear and, and tear just i had a torn cartilage and meniscus towards the start of the year and had that cleaned out and um and then when i come back still got the same pain and same sharp pain i could do like sort of a couple of running sessions a week and then as soon as I got up to that 8, 10k mark and tried to cut or get to too quick a running it would just turn to shit and wouldn't be able to sort of walk probably for a couple of days and then have to sort of reload again so never really got that continuity yeah so you think you sort of, Clay, Clay you sort of mentioned then I guess this has sort of been a few weeks was it was there a point a few weeks ago that you that that changed things was there a test a few weeks ago um, oh it, had been, it hadn't been too great for a little while um but I sort of got a little bit of hope probably a couple of weeks ago. I come in, I didn't even know, and, uh, and they just said to me that I was a chance to play the following week if I had got through the Saturday session, which was a bigger one, um, and passed the, the test. So uh, and that was probably the last chance where I was like, all right, let's see, let's see how mm-hmm. we go. And on the Saturday, uh, I didn't. I, I got through, but it wasn't convincing. I was pretty sore and, and um, pretty proppy. Um, and then had the test on the Monday, the Cybex, which is a strength test, and... Um, when I got the results back from those, my heart sank. Um, that, that was the dagger. Um, the left leg, it was probably four times as strong as the right. And, wow. Yeah. yeah. With um, so, you, you, so you told the boys, you announced that yesterday? Yesterday, yeah. Yesterday. So I, I know a lot of guys who, when they, they into their, well into their 30s, and that's quite a big deal for them. Like it's a really, they're almost quite anxious about having to do it. Yeah, I didn't eat breakfast and you, you, Yeah, you've seen, you've <laughs> yeah, seen other guys yeah. get up and announce that to the players. How, can you describe what that was like? Um, well, I was definitely not as emotional as Friday. Friday was the worst one. Um, come off the track Thursday, pretty emotional, pretty upset, just purely because um, it didn't go too great. Away. And yeah. I sort of knew that was probably the last session I was going to do. Um, and Woody was with me and he came and sat in the locker room and... Uh, and yeah, I had a meeting with Bevon, Mapes and Priz on the Friday and she was pretty 
pretty um, teary yeah. um, for a few. And uh, but yesterday held it together pretty well. Um, but yeah, it was pretty tough standing in front of all the players and all the staff and and sort of saying that 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 was it. And um, yeah, so sort of kept my eyes at the ground for most of it, so I didn't um, catch too many yeah. eye contacts. But uh, yeah, you just sort of notice how many people are involved and how many people, I guess it. Um, have put so much into your career and how much you appreciate that so it was good and I was glad I did it um, You must. there must be some bittersweet because of, you know 55 games for someone of your ability that's that's too short you've been you've been cut short but the highlights of your career are like as as high as as anyone in the game Could, have you already started to reminisce about about the final series in 16 or um has it sort of been too much else sort of going on in your mind? Like, you know, you know what's happening. Um, I guess it, it it is massive, and especially for the club and, and for only the second premiership, I guess. But um, I still haven't watched that back completely yet um, or any of the final series games. So, you should. Yeah, I will. I think now... Played really well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I will now. But, um, yeah, I guess... I thought after I, when I first got here, I played, I think, 30 out of a possible 36. Mm. Um, and life was great then. I thought, this is, this is beautiful. This is, this is how it goes, um, yep. And never had an injury in my life until, until the first one. So um, it, it brings you back to reality pretty quick, and um, it can be a harsh game at times. But um, like I've said before, I wouldn't change anything that's happened to me so far, and I believe everything happens for a reason. And um, it's definitely changed the way I have seen life and appreciate life and, and go about things. So, yeah, I'm still happy. Is, is that kind of one of the things... I guess now, like, is it is it as much as you know having gone through three knees and the road to come back, but also life after footy of just you know how you know the leg, the knee will hold up for that. Is that is that a decision? That that was definitely part of the decision going forward because I did want to come back and play possibly just a one game sort of thing. Yeah, VFL didn't care where I was playing, just to play a game because I haven't played a game all year, and um, they just said to me like it's too too much of a risk and. And if I had done it again and the pain it probably could cause a knee and me and family and stuff to go through again um, and then the repercussions going forward if yeah. like if I can't run around with my kids when I get older and stuff like that, uh, it's just not worth it. So that definitely came into it. Yeah. Have you thought of, have you have you thought much about what life will be like on the other side? Yeah, I guess um, being on the sidelines most of you I have actually had a little bit to think about and um, I've done a few days electrical work on my days off over the past couple of months. I was doing that on my day off. Um, so, yeah, I'll probably definitely get into a trade of some sort of sort, Yeah, work with my hands. I definitely can't sit behind a desk and, and write because I'm not a good not good with my writing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, I guess... Will, I got, you, will you stay in Melbourne, do you reckon? Yeah, or do you stay in Melbourne. Stay Sarah in Melbourne. just landed a new job um, in head office for osmosis, so she yeah. starts in, in a week and a half. So <laughs> I'm yeah, not right. going to... Um, I won't run away on her yet. Um, so we'll stay up here but no I'm happy to be up here and I've made a lot of friends and um, yeah pretty settled up here so that's good yeah I'll uh, stay around um, I, I was I was on radio yesterday and talking to Andy Marr and he was sort of asking about you and we got into this conversation about the toll of you know you, you did the, the three knee reconstructions in such a short period of time and the loneliness of, of rehab and I was like that's hard for anyone but you, you in particular <laughs> You're sort of the classic football club kid. Like you grew up in football clubs. 
your natural environment is in the pack. How hard was the loneliness of the the long rehabs? Yeah, that was um, probably one of the worst things. And I don't deal too well with, with being on my own or, or being kept away from the things that I like doing. And um, it was probably brought my downfall a couple of times. But, um, yeah, it, it's definitely probably one of the hardest things because it's just you don't get a choice. You you, you go in early, you, you train by yourself, um, like you can't do what you want to do. and uh, But... That's the best thing about a footy club. You have 44 blokes there, plus coaches and everyone else. It's, it's always sort of looking over their shoulder and always worried about you and, and always asking if you're all right and you're one of the best at it. Um, so, yeah, th- there was always someone there, but um, even then you can still feel lonely even when everyone asks how you go and it's, it still doesn't change that you're, you're doing that and especially with something like a knee where it's 9 to 12 months where... You, you are just by yourself and sometimes there was a couple of periods where it was that for sometimes three or four weeks just going to gym sessions by yourself going to do a bike by yourself and and it gets to be a pretty lonely place going back uh, just to, to an earlier moment so you pick 17 in 2011 and you play your first game against the eagles right? and and interviewing your parents <coughs> which i did over the couple of years ray and, and tracy like your mum knows almost the commentary to your four goals <laughs> Oh, you know, off the top of her head, she could just repeat them out. Can you? What What was that first game like? When you think think about it now, and yeah. your sort of you know feelings after that game? That was pretty crazy. Um, the full body cramp was probably <laughs> <laughs> my mind. Went, my mind went straight to full body cramp. Yeah, so talk, that, through, talk, all, talk us through the goal. Yeah, talk oh. us through the game first, yeah, and then we'll get so, to the cramp that stopped the nation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> obviously. Um, it was amazing even getting a call up for it and I just remembered one of my probably prized memories of the game was running out at the start of the game and how loud the actual crowd was and and um, yeah that, that will be in my in my memory forever and then I guess the game started and um, yeah I ended up ended up getting a few goals pretty early and um, I, I remember after the second one running back to the wing I felt like I was running on the cloud like I was like this this is incredible like, this is so good um, and then yeah I, I remember starting to cramp before half time Pr- pretty bad <laughs> it, was, it was hot though, like it was, it, it was warm yeah, warm day, yeah. yeah. and um, and I'm That's not a bad runner early. I'm a pretty good I'm a pretty good <laughs> runner and there's, I don't know. There's a difference. Like when you're running laps, you can you can do that. But I think just a pure emotion and excitement and um, speed of the game just got me. And um, yeah, my, my hammies and and cars went early. And then I remember just bending down to like stretch a car for a hammy or something, and then the quad would start going. And then I couldn't I couldn't bend in any way without something going. Have you ever had that, Amy? Have you ever? No. I, I was sitting in the, half time and doing hot colds and eating some vinegar chips. <laughs> just trying to get some Eating salt, it. yeah. Trying to get some salt back into my body. <laughs> the panic of a double left hand is a very oh, yeah. kind of panic. You can't move. It's like, you're as stiff as a ball trying to walk. You have to stretch and you can't stretch. Yeah. It's a real it's a purgatory. <laughs> but then I remember um getting subbed off and Jared Grant was the sub going on. Spindle shanks. Yeah, and the crowd booed. So it sounded like they were oh. booing Granny coming on, but I think it was that I was going off. So it sounded like he was getting booed when he came on. He actually sent me a message to Spindles, the boy. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. What else then for you, Clay, over sort of the, the seven years? What's some of the highs that, you know, you take away from the game or, or moments or, you know, just even around the club? Um, the, the friendships are, are one of the biggest things. Yeah. Um, 
and and it's hard to explain to people i guess how a footy club works and i that's what i'm going to miss the most going from working there to to somewhere else um the things that you can get away with and do there and and laugh about and you get a fair bit of free time um in in the club rooms and there's always something going on there's always a joke being played there's always something so that'll be the thing that i probably miss the most but um that and and i guess you get to you get to travel and you get to share things with, with a lot of people and your family get to be involved mm-hmm. and your friends and stuff and and you can give people experiences that that you didn't think you probably could ever do and um as a kid i, used, I remember going to a game with um with webby and they were uh, their family was good friends with the ellis's and they took us to a hawthorne game i was a bombers fan as a kid and they took us into the rooms after that and i remember being like 13 year old kid just standing in there and like just amazed i got photos with franklin and cyril and hodgie and i walked away from there and didn't shut up for a week and i didn't even go for them and so i guess little things like that um i take away and, and yeah yeah. What, what about your family, mate? You've, uh, one of the things that jumps out when you know spending a bit of time with you and and meeting you and your family, a really tight unit. How's, yeah. the, how's the toll on the family been this week? Um, my mum was pretty good for because uh, I've given phone phone call updates for for the last couple of months and she hadn't she'd been solid as a rock for a little while and then I called her I think last Thursday and she just melted um but as to be expected and and i guess it was pretty hard i said to her i think i think i'm gonna call it yeah so um but yeah they they drove up yesterday morning just to be there um is there a sense of relief for them as well like, i think so they've they seen me in a lot yeah, of pain this the, year yeah, yeah and the footage of i mean uh, 80 mm. who's with us here he's got the footage of your mum during a game and yeah and you talk to a lot of mums and wives and fathers and brothers of watching watching their Sons and well, yeah. they say well, they ride the bump. Your yeah. parents oh, literally yeah, rode the bumps. Of and every after day. every Rico, mum would come up, taking time off work to spend just to sit in the house with me and yeah. cook and clean. Like she's, yeah, she, she rides it. But I think it would be definitely a sense of relief after seeing uh, your son go through so much. And then this year's just like I haven't even got on the park or played a game. And so every week there's people asking and stuff, and, and they don't really know what to say. And and she knows what I've been through, so I guess now it's it's just it's, it's put an end to it, and and life goes on. Like I'm actually looking forward to to moving on to something else and and seeing what else life holds, and and starting a family in the next couple of years, hopefully, and and seeing where that goes. So yeah, it, it's probably is definitely a relief for mum and dad. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it is with a, a sense of sadness, mate, because we love watching you play and, and, you, and you've been cut short. But I, I, on behalf of both of us and, and all Bulldogs people, like you're, you're a premiership hero for the Bulldogs and I hope in those those moments when you think about your time in the game that you, you just give that the weight that it deserves. Um, and I think also for like from what I read yesterday, just with fans and you know your Twitter and whatever, what you said then before of what you got from meeting Cyril and, and Buddy and, and those guys, like there's a connection with that you gave to the fans with this club that people saw the spirit and what you gave and your heart mm-hmm. that like I felt when I was in the crowd watching them and it's amazing so Bulldogs fans would just love to say thanks to you for what you gave and the spirit you showed and um Thanks, man. It, it, I think man, it means a lot. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Well done, man. Thanks, boys. Proud of you. Well done, guys. Uh, well, that was 
as hard as it was, that was it was good to talk to him and good to sort of put our arms around him, wasn't it? So yeah. Some heavy stuff in, in the game, isn't there? Yeah. Uh, there, what, there was one thing, and you mentioned relief, and, and Clay sort of mentioned himself. Nice to see, maybe just for Clay in that sense, there's a little bit of weight lifted off his shoulders. Yeah. In that sense, I've got a little bit of a feeling of that now because he has dealt with so much in that. Yeah, it's been a hard road. Yeah. Not any harder than that. Like 30 of 36 games. Yeah, the first 30 of 36. And then three knees in three years. Yep. Yeah, it's a, that's a heavy... That, and it's not... It's like the physical toll is now caught up, but mm. it's the the emotional toll. We, we can't really... You nah. can't really put a metric on it, but he's, you know... He's been through the ringer and he's... And he, but he got through it, you know. He's, he's, he's one tough hombre. Hey, no, just on another sad note during the week, the passing of Pat Hodgson, yeah. long-time Bulldogs. Yeah, really sad supporter, news. and Bulldogs fan for people. Yeah, she's a she was a great a great lady and a, and a proud Bulldog Pat. She's for um, known to I suppose a lot of people as uh, Pat and Jenny in the documentary Year of the Dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, Which we might chat a bit. Yeah, we might we might yep. talk about Year of the Dogs next week. We might do a bit of a, a, a go sort of dissect that documentary. But yeah, Pat um, Pat passed away a few days ago, and she was she was the the archetypal bulldog supporter. She was. I talk about in footy the the July test, mm. and we used to talk about it as players because July is the toughest. The toughest month, and for the for rookies, it's the novelty of being an AFL player has kind of worn off. The beach recovery at Port Melbourne or Williamstown Beach, it's like it's Arctic cold, and it's the temptation to just start to cut corners just reveals itself in July. And if you're out of the finals, you really know you're you're out. And the good sides, and but that was, but I had this theory that it's it's kind of the same for everyone in football. Do you, and you got to ask yourself the question: Did I pass the July test? Mm. Well, Pat and Jenny were always at training during July. They just wouldn't miss, mm. so they're always there. And no matter what, you know, they they always were filthy with whoever we were playing, and they loved the Bulldogs. And Pat was very vocal about that, but she loved her boys and. But, but, a, lot, but, a lot of players talk about the just the simple um, joy it was to come off the track after the captain's run, mm. finish training, and then just make your way over to the fence just to put your arm around Pat and have a bit of a chat. It was one of those. It was a. a, a she probably saw it as a privilege, but it was it was a much bigger deal for for the players. I remember Will Minson mentioned it just when I interviewed him once, and he said, "I'll miss." Seeing Pat and Jenny and, mm. and hearing Pat tally ho, will tally ho, yeah, you know, and and just that memory. But you you mentioned about oh they're always there, and I'm sure there's a lot of fans that are always there. But can you give me an idea that they were literally always there? Yeah, yeah. So it, 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 at least once a week, and it got. I mean, she was. And for she how was many 90, years you played? Oh well, it was yeah. She predates. So I was I yeah. was 18 years and. Yeah, like that's like ama- a, that's yep. just amazing. So I'd watched Year of the Dogs, so I, I was like, oh, that's Pat and Jenny from Year of the Dogs. So I, yeah. I knew straight away. But so that, I mean, I don't know how many years Pat's that's been. Loyalty, isn't oh it? yeah, yeah, fierce loyalty. Yeah, fierce loyalty. Yeah, and I, and I spoke to a couple of past players who I'm still in touch with, and I and I mentioned, I said, oh, Pat Pat passed away, and there was just that, oh, like that. You know, and the, you know she's she was ninety, so it's not a it's not the you know this great shock, but there was a, a poignancy to the mm. silence. You know, it's like oh, 
that's really sad yeah, yeah so it's um had a, it will have a big effect i think on on people around the club yeah she was a great lady sad news um looking ahead saturday against melbourne Yes. At the MCG. D's. At the G. I haven't played many at the G. Is this first game at the G this year? Oh, someone oh. told me during the week that s- since the grand final, sides who've played at the G, like Fremantle, have played there more. No. Brisbane, I think, have played at the G. Was, I can't remember. The, but it was like these the clubs who you would not suspect, you know, have played there more than the Dogs. We it don't get to play there very much. No, it's strange that, isn't it? Which is a shame. And I, not I, I always, Saturday afternoon. I always think of the, the young guys play because playing at the G is something special. Mm. It is it is different. Um, so it'd be nice to play there a bit more, but at least we get the chance this weekend. Mm. And 100 games for JJ and uh, Bonte. <laughs> That's sort of come up by surprise for me, mm. almost for both of them. If I yeah, if I had have asked you before, I said who's played more ga- more games, JJ or Bonty? Who would I you would have thought? Th- I probably would have thought Bonty. Yeah, really. But then I thought that uh, yeah, but I just would have had I would have thought oh yeah, they've played about eighty. Yep. So you know, but no, they've played a hundred. Gee, they've been a two hundred games combined. That's been a pretty pretty good <laughs> handy, yeah, pretty 200. nice little highlights package, hasn't it? Yeah. So hopefully they um hopefully they can have a big day. Mm. Uh, to, I, I've. I must. I was. I was working in Brisbane on Saturday and was flying home, so I I missed the whole game on Saturday night. So in my mind, didn't happen. That second half against the Hawks just didn't happen. Okay. Yeah. Well, because up the ten quarters prior to that, been pretty good. Yeah. You know, and the the interesting Melbourne was only six weeks, seven weeks ago since the Dogs last played them. Does that help when you play a club in sort of quick turnaround because you get a bit of a look, or no? Because the, the, it doesn't matter and. I don't know. I suppose it helps with um, planning. Or what you've learnt. Yeah, you know, what you've learnt. Yeah. But the same could be said for them as well. Yeah, well, that's a good point. <laughs> but I've always thought if you, you've, you know, haven't been on the right side of the ledger, you yeah. get to see a little I bit think, more of oh, that move hurt us. I think it'll it. be pretty... I mean, I don't think many people will tip the Bulldogs, but I, 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 Melbourne aren't going that well compared to how they were, you know, five, six weeks yep. ago. And yeah, like you said, we had a we had a we had a poor second half. Before that, we'd been really good. So I, I fancy our chances this week against the D's. Okay, It'll be interesting to the watch. Dogs. See if they pass yeah. the July test. Hopefully, yeah, that's it. Pass the July test. Um, yeah, hundred games. Good on them. That's a name on the locker. Well, they're both Premiership players, so they've already got their name on the locker. Is that but it? Is that the, the but a hundred games is a big deal. That's a big deal in a player's player's career. Yeah. See names on locker hundred so hundred, but what about see Clay Smith needs his name on a locker. There should premiership. be another locker. Premiership, premiership player. There so he go. goes. Yeah, in gold. So oh, he's on there. Good. He's on there. Yeah. Good. Dare I say it? Played up Ballarat time. Played up Ballarat. It's the, the grand final of the pies. Bob, are you ready? I'm ready, mate. Are you ready? This is it. This is the grand final in our search for Ballarat's best pie. Thanks to Blade up, played up Ballarat and visit Victoria. Big time. Now th- this is. Uh, number one pie for yourself and number one pie for me. Yep. They've made the grand final. That have both scored a combined 8.5 sauce bottles out of 10 in the home and away season. So this is head to head. Yeah. And today's showdown is between Cafe Sidra's pork and cider pie, which was your nomination. Yes. Yeah. That was the first one we ever ate. Was it? First one, wow. I believe. Yep. That's a good effort to come back. And for me... The pie I have chosen to enter into the grand final is from Kittleties at the Gallery Cockavan. Kittleties at the Gallery Cockavan Pie. There we go. 
Wait, now, what are you going to go first? You're going to go my entrant first. Yep. The Cockavan. The Cockavan. It's a good looking pie. It is a good looking pie, yep. The wor- worthy grand finalist, I would say. Worthy, wo- yeah. Clearly it is uh, probably, if there was one knock against it that people have suggested, it's the need for a knife and fork. Yeah, we had been warned, do but not pick it up. why I'm thinking of this, because when you go to Ballarat, you're not eating on the run. You usually would go and sit down, you have a time. meal. To have time, eat your pie with a knife and fork. It's very good. It's a great pie. Oh, well, there it is, the winner. <laughs> not so that fast. A That's a good pie. Is it a great pie, though? Hmm. It's a good pie. It's a very, very, very good pie. Mm. So, in the Cockavan is Bannockburn free-range chicken, Ballarat mushrooms, and hot smoked bacon from Salt Kitchen, braised in Pinot Noir. Oh, the bouquet garden hello. garnish of homegrown herbs and encased in a lovely pastry. Booze. There you go. It's got some booze in it. It's good though. It is good. It's great. Sauce bottle five, four and a half. Four and a half. All right. So now time for the winner: Cafe Sidra's pork and cider pie, the number one pie that we ever tasted. Which is a not I'm getting nostalgic. We should have taken photos of the pies to put them up because we've just tried our best to describe them, but um, you know. A little snapshot of the pie, although there is, the, I'm sure, on the website. That is a good up looking pie. They're both, they're both, both very attractive. They right, both are very, But very. the pork and cider, that is golden. Oh. Which is a shortcut casing filled with slow-cooked Nelson Springs pork, Learmonth potatoes and a gorgeous gravy that includes heritage cider apples grown a mere three k's away from oh, Cafe Sidra. Get it on my plate. Cafe Sidra right also use their homemade cider in the pie right so it's another boozy pie mm-hmm. alright the cider is both in the filling and the pastry mm. I crown the the best pie in the history of the universe the pork and cider that's the best pie I've ever had in my life really yep it's a good pie and six sauce bottles I'm glad there was a grand final and we got two good pies hard to split for mine six sauce bottles for me <laughs> okay so the winner of Plate Up Ballarat's best pie competition it's Cafe Sidra's Pork and Cider Pie. Pork and Cider. With a 10.5 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> That's good going. They are both great pies. So if you're in Ballarat, get to Cafe Sidra or no losers today. at the gallery. No, no losers today. But Can't lose. One, but one winner. If you're saying two days, on Saturday go to one, yeah. on Sunday go yeah, to the other. That's it. There you go. Double header. Have a weekend. Two pies. Um, so that is it. We have crowned our champion pie. But, of course, don't take our word for it. Head to plateupballarat.com.au to book your next visit to Ballarat and to try one of the 17 pies on offer and cast your vote. Well, AD, today was a, there was a... Not just melancholy today. There was a, it was, there was a bit of sadness yeah. today, but, that, but that's, um, that's okay too. Mm. We, we pay tribute to, to Pat Hodgson, dearly departed, and Clay Smith, Bulldog Premiership hero, who hung up his boots... Um, but yeah, it was um it was nice to nice to chat, especially nice to have Clay here and talk about his time in the game. Yeah, it was great. He's a good man. Yeah, he's a bulldog hero. He is. Doesn't get much better than that, mate. We'll see you next week. See you next week.